Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Solo Cleaning School. Merry Christmas to everyone out there listening to this. I know right now you are probably not putting this episode on as it releases the day after Christmas. I'm guessing you are completely catching up on some R&R, enjoying time with your family, cleaning up the house, and doing all the things that you love to do over this incredible time of year. So if I could just intersect your life for the next few minutes, I would like to impart wisdom from the great leader, John Maxwell. Now, he enjoys this time of year and always has, but he does something differently than most of us do. From the 26th of December through New Year's Eve, he calls that his think week. And so I want to dive into the word think. Do you know how important it is to think? It is critical. Most of us do not think And that's why we don't make the changes. And that's why our businesses don't change. And that's why our family situations are the way they are now compared to where they were last year. And that's why, unfortunately, many of us will be the same or worse one year from now, the day after Christmas, than they are right now. Would you like to change that? Let's get proactive. And before we do, let's stay on the topic of think. I do have a funny papers. I promise. I'm not going to go all serious on you. And it's around the topic of thinking. So I think you might get a kick out of this. Here you go. In my 15 years of cleaning, I've only ever cleaned one church. So it's appropriate that I share this story this time of year. It was a large church from the 1700s. Just beautiful cathedral style and it was adjoining building so there was the sanctuary part with the cathedral and then some adjoining rooms and then a large kind of banquet area and meeting area and some bathrooms and some office areas and a very large kitchen i cleaned the entire church by myself that was not easy so so the cleaners yes i did this place by myself at nighttime it got a little bit creepy especially in the winter it's snow outside and i'm in this gigantic building especially cleaning a cathedral at 11 o'clock at night sometimes the thing i didn't like about the job is that besides how big and scary it was it was cold or hot. So in the summer, it was burning hot inside. And the winter, I had to wear my coat and my hat to work because I wasn't about to turn the heat on in the entire church just for me to be there for a couple hours. The meeting area that I referred to was about a 2,000 square feet section of carpet, wide open, couches, chairs, tables. They obviously conducted meetings there throughout the week. I would always clean the perimeter of that room first. And whenever I got to the fireplace... I was always so in awe of just how beautiful the sculpture and the artistic work was, the craftsmanship on the fireplace, the hearth of the fireplace. There was a Proverbs 31 inscription. It was just beautiful. And on top of the mantle, there was five picture frames. And in each of these picture frames, I'll read you what was there. The first one said, live and let live. The second one First things first. They were all done with really beautiful calligraphy. The third one, but for the grace of God. The fourth one, easy does it. And the fifth one, think, think, think. I would pick up each picture frame, dust them, clean the glass on the front, really leave a sparkle. But one thing I noticed 
is I didn't think much of this the first time through, but the fifth frame that said think, think, think was upside down. Obviously, it was a mistake. Someone put it back wrong. The calligraphy, it's hard to read. I'm looking at the picture right now. It's clearly think, but it can be easy to just see it as artwork and put it back upside down. So after I cleaned the frames, I put the think back right side up, moved on about my merry business, closed out the church, left, moved on to the next place, came back two weeks later, picture one, two, three, four is good, right side up, think, think, think is upside down. Hmm, that's odd. Cleaned it, put it back right side up. Third visit, think, is upside down. I didn't know if there was some kind of a subliminal message I'm supposed to read into this. Like, am I supposed to get on my head and look at this and force my blood to go into my brain so that I can think more? Are they giving me a subliminal message? Like, think about what you're doing, your cleaning socks? I didn't know. I just assumed it was just a random mistake. So I kept cleaning and replacing the thing and putting it back. The fifth visit, it was the exact same. The frames were in the same order. They never were out of order. And the fifth one, again, think, 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 upside down. This time I had an idea and I took a picture of it. I cleaned them. I put think right side up and I put the first four upside down. That'll shake things up. Cleaned the building, left, moved on. Two weeks later, showed back up. Guess what I found? I'm listening. What do you think happened? If you guessed that the first four were flipped round to be right side up and think was again upside down, you would be correct. And that's when I figured out that probably one of the groups that was meeting, and I did confirm this, was a group where there were people that that had mental illness and possibly things like obsessive compulsive disorder and things of that nature. So whoever was meeting there probably felt some level of joy and peace by having that one frame upside down. And then I can't imagine how they felt when they showed up. I am so thankful there wasn't any chairs or couches flipped over. And I do not say that jokingly at all. I totally understand I have mental illness in my family, OCD and bipolar. I recognize it. I'm not making light of it or making a joke. Just the experience of this was really funny to me that I flip it over and it went back to the way it was. So this may or may not make you laugh. I just thought it was a fun story and I never cleaned another church since. But the message of think, it really plays well into today's episode, especially as we go into the last week of the year. Think week. All right, well, I hope you liked that story. And if you didn't, then the rest of this podcast, my hope will be to salvage a terrible funny paper. I'm telling you, though, it was really funny when I was there. Just try and place yourself into my shoes where you're in this church, huge church, by yourself week after week after week, and you feel like God was talking to you because the picture frames were upside down, and every time you change them, they would change back. So maybe I should have mentioned that in the story, but I didn't. Let's move on. John Maxwell is an international best-selling author and leadership guru. Everyone from the likes of Patrick Lencioni and to all the others that are of the modern-day leadership guild all look up to John Maxwell. And But John Maxwell has a mentor, too. Early in his career, he was personally mentored by the one and only John Wooden, of UCLA fame. John Maxwell has an incredible leadership tree. The people that he has helped, sponsored, mentored, leadership-wise all over the world, he's an incredible human being, and he will leave an indelible mark on the human race after he's long gone. I heard him speak live at a conference about 12, 13 years ago, and he shared a strategy that he undertook the last week 
of every fiscal year. In his case, it was the last week of the calendar year. So everyone might be different here how you apply this. I started to apply it right away, not to the level that John did, but I did go back recently and I wanted to find an article or something where he'd written about Think Week. And I did. I found a blog that John wrote at the end of 2015 as he entered 2016. I'll link that in the show notes. So let me just start off with some quotes from John. And then we're going to dive into how this applies to you, the solo cleaner, to the mom that's starting out your business, or to anyone listening to this. This applies to everyone that is trying and desiring to be better in 2020. Those that want to leave 2019 on the bookshelf, but also take from this year the best chapters. How would you like to go back through your book of 2019 with a highlighter and a pen, highlight, underline, and take the things out that you want to keep and remove the things that you don't. Let's dive into what John does at Think Week. And I'll quote John here. It's Christmas Day, so it's the 25th of December. And here's where John starts his Think Week. And I'll quote, I steal off to my study while everyone else is watching television or napping. There on my desk waiting for me is my appointment calendar from the preceding year and a yellow legal pad. Starting that afternoon and continuing that week up until New Year's Eve, I spend time reviewing my calendar. I review every appointment, meeting, commitment, and activity hour by hour from the previous 359 days, and I evaluate each of them. Right now, I'm in the midst of this process, end quote. So again, this is taken from his blog at the end of 2015. I'm going to continue reading, quote, I'm looking carefully at my speaking engagements and considering what I should do more of, what I should do less of, and what I should eliminate altogether. I'm looking at the growth opportunities I pursued and judging which gave a high return and which did not. I'm looking at all the meetings and appointments I had to determine which ones I should do more of and which I should eliminate. This week, I'll also consider how much time I spent doing things that I should have delegated to someone else. I'll also look at what I delegated and reconsider whether I should pick anything back up or delegate it to someone different. I'll evaluate whether I spent enough time with my family. I'll also make a list of all the things Margaret and I did together this year and take her out to dinner one night so we can reminisce and enjoy them once again. With this annual process, I try to account for every waking hour I had the previous year. What's the value of that? It helps me to develop strategies for the coming year. Because I do this every year and have for decades, I'm continually becoming more focused, strategic, and effective. Even if I have a difficult time or relatively unproductive year compared to what I desired, it's never a loss because I learn from it and improve upon it in the coming year. Most people allow their lives to simply happen to them. They float along, they wait, they react, and by the time a large portion of their life is behind them, they realize they should have been more proactive and strategic. My yearly process is just one method I use to be strategic and intentional. I found that this is a perfect time of year for reflecting and setting goals, end quote. There's a lot to reflect on with the wisdom he just shared. That was what John does for him. He knows that everyone is different, functions different, thinks different. And that's the word, think. He's encouraging us to think, to reflect, to analyze, and to optimize what we just completed over the past one year so that the next year can be better. It's all about getting better from year to year. That's what John believes. So here's John's advice for us in more of a step-by-step 
And here's what he says, and I quote, Start by sitting down with your calendar for 2019, along with any to-do lists or journals from the past 12 months. Make note of each appoint, make note of each event, appointment, and activity. Then evaluate every item on your list. And here are the questions that he asks us to answer about this 2019 calendar. Number one, what did you enjoy? Number two, what were some of your proudest moments? Number three, what did you spend too much time on? Number four, what didn't get enough of your time? Number five, in what areas were you especially effective? Number six, where did you fail? Number seven, what can you learn from your mistakes? End quote. And here's where John ends his blog post. And I quote, The key to this exercise is to use what you discover about your past year to inform and guide you in the coming year. This type of reflective thinking can help you discover what worked and what did not and what needs to change for you to become more effective, end quote. This is a wonderful strategy to implement at the end of this year. It's the day after Christmas, 26th. You still have a week or less Maybe you might not listen to this to the 29th and you don't start this process till the 1st of January. It's okay. Even if you implement this at the end of your own fiscal year and that happens to be September 1st, that's fine. The point is that you do it. Just modify this process for you. The goal is to start a new discipline in your life. The discipline is called thinking. Those that think win. There's a book by Napoleon Hill. It's called Think and Grow Rich. It's not take action and grow rich because you will learn in that book that the actions proceed the thinking. Okay? Actions will come after the thoughts. If you're thinking about something enough, you will take action on those thoughts. Unfortunately, this can hurt us or it can help us. How it can help us is obvious. If you think like John Maxwell does at the end of every year and throughout the year, obviously, you will progress and you will win. It's called proactive thinking. Unfortunately, there are reactive thinkers, those that let life happen to them and their thoughts are consumed by outside influences. So actions beget the thoughts which beget more actions. That's a cycle of unproductivity. The cycle that John is getting us to start is you choose what you want with your life. You create the thoughts around your future and now use those thoughts to create new actions that take you to that place. I hope that you listen to this last 30 seconds over and over again and really understand how important our thinking life is. And I want to encourage you to take John's process and implement it. Implement it today. Maybe you are listening to this and it happens to be the day I released it on 26th of December. You've got six, seven days. Go make it happen. Use these days for family. You're probably not cleaning as much as you were before Christmas because people are canceling and they don't need you as much. They have family over. So use this time to think, okay? I'm going to share with you my process. It's very aligned with John's. I just probably ward it different. Here's what I do. At the end of the year, I will go through my calendar and I will look at the tasks that I worked on 
throughout the year. And yes, I can track them. I can look at my calendar. I can look at my digital apps. I can look at my Evernote. I can see what I did that year. I look at the projects. I looked at the meetings I took, the groups I belonged to, the traveling and conferences I attended, the clients I worked for. I take all of these items, I put them on a large list, and I categorize them into the cleaning business, into my side business, to family, into health, spiritual development, these different boxes. And once they're in these boxes, it becomes very clear to me, and I can see my priorities and how I spent my year. And now for me to become more efficient and optimize into the next year, and in this case 2020, I'm going to strip these tasks down to the bare bones. And bone is the acronym here, B-O-N-E. Some items I'm going to batch. In other words, I'm going to continue these tasks, projects, etc. Except I'm going to gather them by grouping. I'm going to do them in one planned time interval. An example of this for me is I run this podcast. Well, I record an entire month of shows in one day or a day and a half, and then I get them edited by myself and my son over the course of another day or two. So then I can get a whole month done in a short time. That's called batching. When you batch, you can do more productive work because you eliminate the setup and breakdown time. Imagine if you could go clean four houses, but they were the same house over and over and over again. You wouldn't have to take the stuff in and out every time or drive to the next house. You could just clean over and over. You'd speed up that way. It's the same concept. That's B for batch. O, outsource. Some items I'm either going to automate or delegate. And in my world right now, there's no one better than Courtney Wisely at helping people do this. Rescue my maid service. I'll definitely put her in the show notes. She has a maidivation subscription box where she helps people do this that want to work more independently. And she also has retreats that she offers in person where she helps you physically one-to-one or in a group setting how to implement automation and delegation in your business. And just so you know the difference, delegating is you are essentially out sourcing your tasks to other people, employees, admins, VAs, and automation is your outsourcing to technology. You know, Courtney's a big fan of ClickUp, Buffer, Zapier, like there's different tools she uses. So that's automate, delegate. And I look for opportunities to do such. And it's think week for me right now too. I'm not even sure what I'm doing yet for 2020. In fact, I need Courtney's help to figure out what I need to automate and delegate in 2020 so that I can have more time freed up because that's what the point of this is, to free up the time. Time is the only resource that you cannot get back once you've spent it. So I'm definitely going to get Courtney's help so that I can be more efficient and have that time freed up to invest into the things that I want to do with my time in 2020, which will certainly include more time with my wife and children and being around those that I love. Okay, that's B-O. How about N? In the BOON acronym, N is for no change at all. What? Yeah, it's third because it had to fit into the BOON acronym. So these are the items, the meetings, the projects, etc. that I'm going to continue to do exactly as I did in 2019 because they worked and I really enjoyed doing them. I may not want to batch them or try to make them more efficient. It's something I just enjoyed. Like going 
to a networking group for the past two months. I really enjoyed going. I can't batch them. I can't eliminate them. I can't outsource them. I need to be there. There's no change happening here. And the fourth, the E, is for eliminate. This is the hardest one for all of us to do and possibly the most important. I am positive that I have several items on my task list that I've just stayed there, that I kept pushing refresh, refresh, move, 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 three months, four months, and they did not get done. Things like this or other items that just aren't necessary, that aren't moving me forward. Maybe I did them two years in a row and I'm getting no results out of them. These are items that consume time and that get nothing back. Granted, they might get a little bit back, but there is an 80-20 rule at play here. Look at that list. Go ahead. Look at your list. If you take all of those items, let's say there's 100 items in your list, and this is just an example, 20% or 20 items are going to be the 20 that produce 80% of the good and the results that you want in 2020. The other 80 items are not bad. They are still good. They're on your list for a reason, but they're only going to produce 20% of the good and the results you want in 2020. So why are you focusing on the 80% that produces 20 versus the 20% that produces 80? We need to eliminate as many of the 80 percenters as possible to free up more time for the 20%. And we need to outsource and batch as much of the 20% as possible. This clears our time for next year to do the things that will produce the most results for our families. And if I totally lost you with all of this 80-20 bone stuff, I'll just simplify it right here and say this. Once you have your list, think of it like getting dressed in the morning. You can't put new clothes on until you take the old clothes off. 2019, you need to take off. You need to eliminate the things off your list before you can put new ones on. And you need to decide which need to be not changed and which ones need to be outsourced and batched. I'm telling you, do not add more to your list for 2020 until you've done this exercise. Don't get dressed until you undress. So as I wrap this episode up, I highly encourage you to start your Think Week. Merry Christmas to you and all of your families. Have a great week. And thank you, John Maxwell, for your incredible wisdom and leadership for all the things that you do. And thank you. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School class is dismissed.